morning, everyone. Hello, hello. Alison, Jeff, Simon, Riley. Ah, hopefully you can hear it now, Alison. <laughs> uh, so many buttons to press. Good to see you. Hey, Michael, Laura. Great to see uh, a few of you jumping on this morning. Welcome along. Fantastic. Good to hear you. Good to see you. That you can hear me right now. I'll do the quick intros while we're warming up the chats. Jason Witten's my name. Most of you already know that. This is for people who don't. Been property investing over 20 years. Helping property investors across Australia and New Zealand invest in uh, properties. And along the way, we've learned a few things. Each morning, we get together, have a little wealth coffee chat. Welcome along, you guys. little wealth coffee chat about strategies, ideas, techniques, tips, encouragement, inspiration, whatever it might be, so we can go the distance in this thing called property investing. A couple of sayings you guys know. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint, and we need to buy well and never sell. Uh, today, I wanted to touch base with you guys about the concept of how many, how many properties do you need to crack a hundred thousand dollar income in fifteen years? Um, and there's a few moving parts to this question, so I got a little, little spreadsheety thing lined up today to have a bit of a look at. But um, you know, the idea that at some point in the future we want a passive income from our investments is, you know, let's face it, folks, the point, right? Uh, we don't want to be selling our properties and incurring taxes and other things and and uh, and uh, funding the government uh, coffers more than we need to. And, um, you know, what does it look like? How does it – and there's a few moving parts. Alison um, is on it, some, some very simple base numbers, you know, five properties. Um, or and or two million dollars debt free um, as we go uh, would work uh, a lot as well um, as we go and uh, you know after your after your PPR did right Chriso there's a few ways to skin this cat so I thought we'd muck around with some a spreadsheet this morning hopefully it works hopefully um, you can see it wherever you're going to be today um, and uh, we might do that one ah. Oh, Yes, I did say I was going to do apartments versus houses or uh, or not necessarily versus houses. I was going to do apartments and some of the results that people are getting from apartments that we work with our clients when um, you have people saying things like, oh, apartments don't grow in value, which is a bunch of rubbish. Um, rubbish properties anywhere, whether they're apartments, houses or townhouses, are problems. Uh uh, and it's just it's uh, it's easier to choose a bad apartment than it is to choose uh, a bad house per se. Um, but anyway, we'll do that one uh, tomorrow. I promise. I got a bit carried away this morning. I was mucking around with my spreadsheet. I got excited for you. So uh, whoever that is, give us a shout out with your name in the in the chat because you're coming up as Facebook user. You're in one of our mentoring groups. We're at one of our uh, one of our Facebook groups, and sometimes it blocks the names. So. Sorry, um, but I'll, I'll put a pin in that one for tomorrow, folks, all right? So there's a few of you guys here giving me some answers or having a bit of a look at what it might be, and we're saying, all right, well, you know, maybe, uh, you know, five properties is the number, you know, or uh, $2 million worth of uh, $2 million worth of 
assets, uh, creating or cracking along at a 5% return um, gives you 100K, okay? Now, those are the simple math, and it's pretty straightforward that that's how it works. You need a certain amount of debt-free capital cash investment creating and returning uh, you know, a target income of 5% or more. Now, it's often it's never linear like that. You guys might know this. You know, life is not linear. Growth is not linear. Everything, those experiences aren't linear. They don't go from sort of one and just go like that. We have to muck around with what it might be. Okay, cool, Tanya. Tanya, I'll do that one for you tomorrow, mate. Stand by. Stephen, Adrian, good morning to you. Great to see you here. Um, and uh, good to have you along. So we're talking today about, you know, what does it take, uh, how many properties, and we're going to have a little look. All right, well, let's have a look at this because I've got a, uh, I've got a nice little uh, calculator here that I use with my clients, um, and uh, some of the coaches use this too. And if you're sitting there going, "Oh, my coach hasn't shown me that," well, it's coming, and you can you can grab it and get involved with it. Um, this is uh, a little forecaster, just giving us some ideas of how we can get about it. So, what I've put in here, if hopefully you can see it, up in the top left hand corner, um, up here, where there's the little green square, it says, "All right, what's the current year? The current year is 2022." I'm setting a goal for 15 years to my goal. Um, and maybe, and do you guys want me to zoom in a little bit? Um, is it is that a little bit better? Just let me know in the chat so, uh, you know, you guys can see it. You know, and, and I'm saying, okay, my goal is of $100,000 a year passive income, okay? And um, it extrapolates it out to 2037 and says, all right, well, um, what do you got already? I've got my own principal place of residence. I just put um, I put a PPR in the calculator, principal place of residence in the calculator. Yeah, I've got one of those. Um, it's worth seven fifty. I bought it in two thousand and ten. You know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So what, whatever that looks like, and it says we've got some equity now. Now in this little calculator, folks, um, I don't put my loan amount in. Oh, uh, I don't put my loan amount in for my. PPR because this is going to calculate our investment income. Okay, not it's not going to incorporate the expenses outside of our income created from our investments. We've got some other things over here. I can put um, uh, I can put that. Uh, I just have to put that to five dollars because it uh, if it does if it uh, if it doesn't have a little number there, uh, it plays a little bit of a funny bug. So let's have a look at this. Let's let's quickly go and say, all right, I've got some equity. Let's crack on. Let's go buy ourselves an investment property. I like the look of this one. You know, I bought myself an investment property, one investment property. Okay. Now, from 2022, if you can see in here, to uh, to 2037, which is our goal, if we just left that run and the default position at this point in time is, you know, you have a 30-year loan and five years interest only if you can get it. You guys know that. You guys know interest only if you can get it. And then it kicks into P&I, starts to pat itself off. That's kind of a little default there. You can change that to three years or 10 years of interest only if you want. Um, and uh, we can we can have a bit of a sticky pick at that. But 
One property's not going to cut it, folks. There it is, $14,000 of, of passive income after some costs from our portfolio. Nah, it's not going to work, okay? All right, we know that. All of you guys know that. Let's crack on and let's buy ourselves another investment property, uh, you know, and uh, boom. All right, making a small amount of progress. Um, that one is not kicking on very well. The rent's a little bit lower. Let's say that one was in Brisbane because it's a 5% yield. Let's say this one was in Melbourne because it was a 4.5% yield or a 4% yield uh, and so on. And we'll muck around with a bit of this growth thing in a second uh, as we go. So let's let's get a little wriggle on. Yeah, we, we buy a, a third investment property. So you can see right here, team, that, um, you know, this is it to 2022 to 2023, you know, we've bought three properties and, uh, you know, we've got some expenses and we've got some interest and all those sorts of things. You can see this. You can muck around with these things, but this is an example of what we're talking about. So we got, right, you know, the growth rate on our properties, that's 3%. I've just put it at inflation for both growth for, um, or around about the 3% for value and rent. But, you know, um, we should do better than, uh, than, uh, than inflation. So we go, oh, oh, okay. Our net, our value uh, is increasing, which is, which is wonderful, uh, but we're still not increasing our cash flow. All right, let's go and make sure we buy a better style of property and have rent growth as we go along. A little bit of whipping it out here with the old thing, but let's see. Can you just see what happened then, team? All right, I changed the rent growth from 3% to 4% a year. Now, um, and that went from about $17,000 cash flow to $41,000 cash flow uh, at year 15. The quality of our cash flow into the future is absolutely important, okay? The quality of our property, the, the area you purchased that property in and its ability to grow. Like has, So um, part of this conversation, team, part of this conversation, when we're talking about, oh, I might buy a property in... Um, in an area that might be inexpensive. I've had these conversations before with a lot of people. You know, for example, you know, you go to Brisbane and you buy in a really cheap area. You know, buy something for three or $400,000. The ability for that area, that area, that demographic, that economic area, that economic capacity for that rent to go from $300 a week to $1,500 a week in the future is going to be almost impossible, folks because it's an area where the lower socioeconomic um, focus is, okay? that. Um, so think about that. Now, it might be a cheap property, but in the future, it will be constrained and restricted by its ability to earn you income when you buy in substandard areas. So, But that's not what today's about. Um, so let's see if that's – we can get us back there. Okay, so – We've got a few properties. One thing that's important is to make sure we get rent growth. The next thing, if we want to accelerate faster, and Alison's got her plan there, she's going, right, two to three properties, big first goal in sight. That's absolutely correct, Alison, because it's those first two to three investment properties that are the real hill to climb, folks. It's the hill to climb, okay, uh, as we go. So let's add a fourth investment property, uh, and then let's add a fifth investment property. So. When we look at it all, we're looking at, you know, okay, how many uh, properties can we add when it comes to the, the, um, 
the value of what we're up to? Can we hit our goals? Uh, expenses have, uh, have blown up somewhere somehow. My little spreadsheet. What do they say? Don't work with uh, children, animals, and spreadsheets uh, when it comes to live stuff. Let's see. Let's see if this works a little bit better. Something may have gone astray in my calculator here with my uh, with my bits and pieces. Um, so as you buy the right properties and have a look at what you're trying to achieve, you need to accelerate along not only with the number of properties, team, but the, the rent and the value you're going to get from those properties, okay? Where do you buy those properties and are those properties going to grow in the future for your, uh, for your rental income? Now, timeframes are important too, and that's what I wanted to look at here today. We've got six properties in our portfolio. We've got our PPR, which is not creating an income. We've got our other properties here when it comes to our passive income. Now, depending on the expenses, depending on the rent growth, depending on a few things, we've got our five properties per se, but it's not kicking in that passive income in in 15 years. It's not giving us that net income. What can we do to accelerate um, accelerate this outcome? Yes, Alexander, that is um, – you, you, <laughs> you, you took the words right out of my mouth there. We will be changing the time frame, absolutely, as we go. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't put the uh, the rent growth uh, down to the bottom. Thanks, thanks, mate. And then the expenses over here. I had um, it had a default of five percent, other than a point five percent of the expense growth. So. Should have checked that one before I went live this morning. But here we go. So we've got five. Our passive income in 15 years is 20 grand because we've had uh, five years of interest only. We haven't paid those properties off and we haven't reached our goal. And we're a bit, we're a bit sad potentially um, uh, when we're there. We have a, a quite a good chunk of equity, if you can see up the top here, our net assets when it comes to our market value, $7 million mortgage balance equity at 2037, that's not bad, but the income's not there. The income's not there. What do we do, right? So this is quite classic, team. I've, I've spoken with, and, and of late, it's actually been more than, than ever, uh, equity rich, quite wealthy on paper people that, that haven't got any cash flow from their real estate or not significant cash flow from their real estate. What can they do? What can they do? You know, how do we beef up our assets from this point? What What do you do? So chuck it in the chat there, team. What could you do to hit your $100,000 passive income goal in here? There's probably three things that I would suggest uh, for this portfolio. Um to get going, yeah. So sell one, yeah. That absolutely could happen. Uh, and what would you do if you sold it? Um, what would you do with the net assets or the net outcome? Uh, tell me that um, uh, in there as well. Um, add value, yes. You could add value, which would be buy positive cash flow. Well, you've got your five properties; they are positive cash flow. Okay. Um, 
What could you do with the ones you've got? I think I did this the other day. Chriso's in there. You could add some value. At what could you do? You could put a granny flat in. Uh, yep, Brendan, pay down debt. You could accelerate the debt off. So that, so you've got your assets now, and, and this is the conundrum I see time in, time out with lots and lots of investors, team. You are buying quality, so you move into a place where the, the property might be uh, might have a, a little bit more value. You might be, be investing six or $700,000. The rental yield is good. It's still positive cash flow, um, but it's not in the boonies uh, and, um, and uh, producing high cash flow, but no growth and, and some problems. So there's a few things. Uh, let's say this. This is one of the reasons uh, I've got um, over 50% of my portfolio is apartments, okay? What can you do with an apartment? Uh, in a good location, well, you can Airbnb it. So let's go from $600 a week to uh, $850 a week. Let's see what that looks like. A little bit better. Let's get two of them. Let's get that one in at $950 a week because I've furnished it and I've Airbnb'd it. So you can see your income changing slightly up here, passive income, which is not too bad, right? Let's say you've got a bit of equity. Um, you guys have heard me talk about um, joint ventures and equity arbitrage before. Let's unlock, you know, five hundred grand of our, our, you know, five million dollars of equity, five million of equity, okay, uh, and equity arbitrage. So we take our uh, our five hundred thousand dollars and we go and get a return, uh, a twelve to fifteen percent return. Uh, from other things, okay? Uh, and, um, yep, equity lock, absolutely. Take 2% to live off, yeah, yep. Less than 2%, 2 to 1%, I like that one. You can live off equity. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it, it's, it's certainly, and what's the benefit of equity lock? When you use your equity, folks, and you just top, keep topping up your equity, maybe 50 grand a year, you don't pay any tax on it. That's kind of nice too, all right? <laughs> so there you go. So it, it, hopefully that made sense with what I was doing here on the, on the, the calculator. Is this like, you know, often it's tax-free. Boom, yep. You know, often we get sort of, we, we acquire, we get the acquisition done, but the cash flow is like, oh, shit, that didn't work. That's a bit substandard. You've got some good quality properties. Don't be disheartened because... The work you do in the acquisition, now you can start to tweak and push and, and abracadabra the cash flow um, as we go. But let's do this. Um, who was it who said, Alexander, Alexander, let's, let's check this out, team. Let's go, all right, if I did that and in 30 years, 30 years, what does it look like for me? Have a look at that. Check that out. Um, check that out. Team, in 30 years, you know, Remember this thing? Buy well, never sell. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. Why in 30 years? Because the properties have paid themselves off without you even doing anything, folks. All right? Five years interest only. We could do 10 years interest only. We could do three years. You can muck around with that. Look at that. Okay? Look at that. 500 grand worth of income. Now, for some of us, we're like, shit, mate. I'm 60. I'm 50. I'm not waiting 30 years. <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. So 
for those who are a bit younger, be a bit more patient. For those who are a bit older, we need to sort of add some value, accelerate that cash flow, uh, understand what we can do when it comes to our investments, okay, as we go. So there you go. Um, hopefully that made sense. Did that make sense? Tell me in the chat. Uh, I was trying to get across. The point, the point is, team, you know, uh, there, there's a few things. Your acquisition phase, get it done as fast as possible. Why drag it out for five or six years if you can get it all done in two to three years, okay? Faster, the better. In the market uh, and investing. Once you have those properties, think about into the future what you can do with them. Airbnb, furniture strategy, granny flat strategy in the back of a house. You know, um, how do you add value um, and spice up the income? Uh, and the other one is equity arbitrage or equity lock. If your property's got great value, tap into some equity. You can use it for creating income or you could actually use equity to live off if you can get access to that equity um, as we go. Buy your retirement home now. Yeah, exactly, Alison. I like that idea. Buy a property that you're going to downsize to now because in 15 or 30 years' time, that property on the beach, overlooking the water, near the park, in the mountains – in the city, whatever that sort of attractive property is now, you think it's expensive now, shit, it's going to be expensive then. I can tell you that right now um, as you go along. So hopefully hopefully, my wandering conversation this morning actually made sense, um, team. So anyway, there you go. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, Tanya, uh, I will do the apartment and house conversation for all of us tomorrow. It'll probably it'll it'll actually dovetail quite nicely into this actually, because um yeah I won't give it away. All right, that's it. Better stop rabbiting on. Um, you guys be awesome, be well. Thanks for joining me. Join me tomorrow eight ten or nine ten wherever you are, and we'll do it again for another wealth coffee chat. Bye bye, folks.